You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your noon news for Monday, January 30th, 2023. The special election for the Carroll County Board of Supervisors District 5 vacancy is one week away, and election officials are still searching for poll workers for one of the more than 10 election precincts. According to Auditor Courtney Pyre, the only precinct short of workers is Pleasant Valley Newton, hosted at the Dedham City Hall. The qualifications for election workers include being an eligible voter and residing within Carroll County. That's really all that is needed. Pyre notes party affiliation is not a factor in this temporary position. For more information on becoming a poll worker, contact the Carroll County Auditor's Office by calling 712-792-9802 or email Pyre at kpyre.com at carrollcountyiowa.org. That's K-P-A-Y-E-R at carrollcountyiowa.org. The election is scheduled for Tuesday, February 7th. The candidates include Republican Cindy Scatterico and Democrat Tim Tracy to fill out the remainder of former Supervisor Rich Ruggles' term, which expires December 31st, 2024. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors voted this morning to cut the County Compensation Board's recommendation for elected official salary increases by 57% of what was initially proposed. At their December meeting, the Compensation Board approved a proposal for a 17% increase for the sheriff, 12% for the treasurer, recorder, and county attorney, 10% for the auditor, and 9% for the supervisors. Chairwoman Stephanie Hausman explained what options were available to the board. The compensation board sets the recommended salary increases. The board of supervisors cannot exceed that percentage, but the board of supervisors do have the authority to lower that percentage. But if we lower it, it has to be lowered across the board equally everywhere. Exempt is supervisors. Supervisors can do something different for their own pay. District 2 Supervisor Mike Anderson, who's serving his first term in office, noted his displeasure with the compensation board process before the supervisors moved into discussions. I think this compensation board is a broken system. There's nowhere in this country that you give everybody the same exact raise or cut it by the same amount of money. You shouldn't have to give one person more and one less. They should each have their own, and I don't know how they'll fix that. District 3 Supervisor Gene Miners says the fiscal year 2024 recommendations were too high for the board to accept without cuts. He made the initial proposal for a 50% decrease, but his motion died due to a lack of a second. Anderson suggested a 60.7% cut to the recommendation, which also died due to lack of a second. Three other proposals for 60%, 55%, and 52% reduction failed without a second or on a tie vote. A motion from Houseman for a 57% reduction from the Compensation Board's recommendation was the one to gain enough support to pass, with three in favor and one minors opposed. Supervisor Scott Johnson says the reduction still ends with increased pay for elected officials. Sheriff, 7.31. The attorney, the treasurer, and the recorder, 5.16. Auditor, 4.3. Supervisor, 3.87. The total effect on the FY24 budget, including the pay increase, IPERS contributions, and FICA, is approximately $75,000. 
The board also approved a 6% raise for the county's non-union, non-elected staff with Houseman as the sole nay vote. The estimated impact of that adjustment is an additional $450,000 in FY24 salaries and wages for the county. A Carroll man found guilty in 2010 on child sex abuse charges is filing his ninth attempt for post-conviction relief. Last week, 31-year-old Jesse Raymond Neitzel submitted notice of his appeal to the Supreme Court of Iowa to dismiss the 25-year sentence handed down for the Class B felony conviction and reverse all previous adverse rulings related to his post-conviction relief request. Neitzel previously claimed an ineffective assistance of trial, appellate, and post-conviction counsel and also argued the sentence was unconstitutional because he was a minor when the crime occurred. Neitzel was found guilty by a jury of sexually abusing a 7-year-old child when he was 16. He was ordered to serve a minimum of 17 and a half years of the 25-year sentence. And we are going to take a quick break here, folks. We'll be right back. More news on the way after this here on KCIM. Sports on the go with me, Jeff Blankman, is powered by New Way Auto Group in Coon Rapids, Jefferson, and Pocahontas. Each week, be sure to check out the Vehicle of the Week on our station website at 1380kcim.com, our social media platforms, and our new mobile app. You can also tune in to any of the games on broadcasting. Look for your perfect vehicle at New Way Auto Group, where you get free oil changes for life and home of warranty forever. Tune in every Wednesday for the Arweva Rocket Review. Rocket Review gives you a look at what's new each week at the Arweva School District. Rocket Review, proudly brought to you by Holly Insurance and Verlin's Plumbing and Heating. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cohens reporting. Parents and guardians interested in signing up their children for the Joint Carroll Community and Kemper Catholic Preschool Program for the 2023-24 school year are invited to an in-person registration tomorrow. Staff will be available from 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Tuesday in the launch room at Fairview Elementary School to help families complete registration. To be eligible for preschool, students must turn four years old on or before September 15th of 2023. Parents are asked to bring copies of their child's birth certificate, immunization records, and most recent physical to complete the registration process. Families with questions can contact the school directly at 712-792-8030 for more information. Again, the preschool registration is tomorrow from 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Fairview Elementary. A coalition of Iowa healthcare providers, researchers, cancer survivors, and others are releasing its five-year Iowa cancer plan. Rachel Schramm, program manager of the Iowa Cancer Consortium, says behind heart disease, cancer is the number two cause of death in Iowa, so people need to take an active role in their health and get regular screenings to stay healthy. So whether that's just like an individual who's, you know, scheduling that colonoscopy or someone that hears this report and is like, oh, I should really ask my parents about our family's health history. Um, we really want just the everyday island to really take those steps to reduce the burden of cancer in their community. It's projected 22,000 Iowans will be diagnosed with cancer this year, while 6,300 Iowans will die from it. The report says the pandemic continued to disrupt the diagnosis and treatment of cancer uh, during the last couple of years by closing health care facilities, disrupting employment as well as health insurance, and also the fear of catching COVID-19 again. Uh, most of those fears have passed, but Shram says there's some interesting takeaways from that. Our healthcare systems are doing everything that they can to keep their environment safe. And 
you know, we know that cancer is most treatable when it is found and diagnosed early. So we really want to make sure that if people have put off, you know, a mammogram or a colonoscopy or a lung cancer screening, that they do call their provider and make arrangements to do it. It's estimated more than 9 million people missed cancer screenings nationwide because of the pandemic. Colonoscopies had traditionally been done starting at age 50, but in recent years it was pushed back to age 45, and then even younger if there was a family history of colon cancer. SRAM says early detection and screening helps to ensure an early diagnosis and then leads to much greater odds of survival. Lung cancer screening is kind of new for people, so definitely... um, If folks have a history of tobacco use, they should definitely talk to their doctor just about the um, screen that's available for them. She says one goal of the Iowa Cancer Plan is to address the unique needs of communities, including education, funding, and support for local cancer control projects. You can see that full report at canceriowa.org. And the St. Anthony Foundation is now accepting applications for their 2023 healthcare scholarships. Each year, the hospital provides more than a dozen awards to local high school students interested in pursuing a career in medicine. All scholarships require students to maintain a minimum 2.5 grade point average, and only one application needs to be submitted to be considered for all scholarships offered through the St. Anthony Foundation. Foundation Director Trish Roberts says we are excited to contribute to the education of tomorrow's healthcare leaders. Several of the scholarship opportunities we provide would not be possible without the support of donors and families who see the impact of the work we do at St. Anthony. Foundation scholarships range from $500 to $1,500 each and must be returned to the foundation by March 31st. Recipients will be announced in May. Application forms can be found on the hospital's website at stanthonyhospital.org, a link to which is included with this story online. They're also available at local high school counselors' offices. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Noon News for Monday, January 30th, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com, or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.